This is AI Podcast, not artificial intelligence, agency intelligence. Our team's going to be 10 times stronger than all the other teams. A platform for agents. When people think of niche marketing, they're thinking so small scale. In real life agencies, sharing their thoughts. All you need to do is get in front of more people. To transform an industry. Better coverages, uh, better pricing, just better everything. Real. The difference between givers, takers, and matchers. Agents. I guess I took a slightly different path coming to the agency. I know a lot of agencies. You can partner your clients with those companies that are looking for that specific target market. This is AI Podcast. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. Hey, 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 loyal listeners. Here I am back again with you with Agency Intelligence Podcast, giving you real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that they try to make you believe out there. This is Cass, and today I have a special guest. The guests are always special, but this is a special guest, and his name is McBilly Sai. Now, you've probably heard me talk about him. Uh, You probably have heard the word genius in the same sentence. That's okay. It's probably exaggerated. No joking. Um, And what he is joining us today for a certain reason, and I'm going to tell you guys why he's joining But I want to let you guys know, because this is what Cass does, because this is my show and I can do what I want. We got your podcast.com. We got your podcast.com. Agents out there need to form niches and are wanting to form podcast niches for the niches that they're doing in insurance. It is key. It is the number one marketing way that's going on. The difference is you knew that you were supposed to blog. The problem with it is you needed to write the blog and you needed to edit it the best that you could. Didn't have time. You need to do video and you thought to yourself, but it's got to be me on the video and I need to be able to edit it to put it together the way that I see it and you don't have time. So now you're thinking, maybe I need to do podcasting. Cool thing is about podcasting, you only just have to record it and you're done and everybody else can take it and do it for you. And it's not like blogging or video where it has to be done the way that you thought. Video Podcasts need to be done the way Cass thinks they need to be doing. And that's how you get to the top, baby. We got your back podcast.com. We got your podcast.com. Not we got your back. We got your podcast.com. Check it out. Reach out to me. Uh, we're not taking a lot of people. I'm telling you right now, we're only taking on about three or four a month. Um, and so uh, you better get with us. We got your podcast.com. McBilly, what's up, dude? What's up, Jason? Good morning. Morning, guys. Morning. So let me set this up real quick, McBilly. So people are thinking to themselves, this cat was just on. We'll see. Today is the 8th so of, of May. So this is coming out probably a couple weeks. So he was just on about a month ago with these crazy SOBs, <laughs> Nicholas, Preston, Will Shaw, and then you, right? Yeah. Uh, nobody yep, else. Just this four. Yeah, this four. Yeah. Okay, so let's if you if you if you listen to that podcast because you're a loyal listener and I know you did, you'll mm-hmm. notice that when I went to McBilly, McBilly would like start talking. And what was funny about the podcast is he sounds perfect to you guys out there. But really, when you were on the podcast recording, we couldn't hear him. It kept cutting in and out. You can even hear Preston and other people like, hey, man, it's your microphone. But it's funny because when you listen to the actual podcast, he's clear as can be. So we learned something there. I, I found out that all of Squadcast actually strips everybody's auto individually and then brings it together at the end. So that's why they could still hear you fine regardless of your internet connection. Mm. Cool. Okay. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Doesn't matter. But if you hang out with 
McBilly, you also know that he's very quiet. You also know that if he wanted to talk, he couldn't because Preston Schmidley is his uh, buddy, his business <laughs> partner, and he talks a lot. I was telling uh, McBilly before that their relationship is very similar to Travis and I. I overpower Travis with my talking so much as Preston does to McBilly. But the key is when Travis talks very much like McBilly, you better listen because they got, when it's their time to talk, they're going to say something and it's going to be something that's going to hold value. It's going to hold weight and it's going to hold a way for you to get better and grow. And that's always important. So because of all I just told you, and then because of the mastermind or not because of the mastermind, because of the podcast that happened, loyal listeners where he couldn't get on, I called him and I said, McBilly, I feel for you. Now, I have a lot of podcasts that are scheduled right now, but I want to get you in because I want to hear your voice. People need to know who McBilly Sai is. So, McBilly, welcome to Agency Intelligence Podcast. How are you, brother? Dude, I am I am uh, stoked for this, man. And yeah, dude, uh, thanks for having McBilly, me on. McBilly, I can't hear you. Is your microphone? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, mic test, mic test. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that was crazy, man. Um, but I guess, yeah, I mean, we we learned something, you know, Squadcast. Yep. And yep. Um, I guess it's a blessing disguise too, you know. Now, now I got to hog the microphone for myself. That's right. And the next time that thing happens, I'll know, you know. So I'll even call it that. Since you discovered it, we'll call that. Oh man, it's McBillying, right? We'll come there up with a verb like that's what it'll be, McBillying. So McBillying, dude, how are you? And let's just get into this, okay? iPhone or Droid user? Let's do it. Uh, iPhone iPhone so, user. iPhone mm-hmm. user. Um, I use a Mac. I use a MacBook as well. Um, I just like the, uh, I mean, we actually talked about this uh, in our, um, also in, in, in our masterminds and, you know, with our clients is like creating an ecosystem, right? True. And one thing that I do love about Apple that, you know, like you, you literally cannot hold weight to this is they have done a, an excellent job of creating an ecosystem, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you talk to people and, you know, obviously I know a lot of, I have a lot of friends that love Android as well, but if you are an iPhone user, if you are a MacBook user, you're probably going to have an iPad, a MacBook, like all of their stuff because mm-hmm. everything is interconnected, right? right. Everything it, communicates better. It and forces you to. Nothing else will plug into the DS, Billy. Yes. <laughs> I mean, man, you know, that's, I mean, it, yeah, anyways, I had so a So you're an Android users. user, basically, is yeah. what you're trying to say. Am I an Android user? Yes, I'm an Android user. Yeah. Um, I like when, you know, one of the things that got me though, I got to admit, uh, I've talked about this a little bit, is the, uh, uh, Steve Cook did a, um, a, a thing with Apple and he talked about, this was a couple months ago in an article saying that the difference between an iPhone and a Droid is something that people don't see. And it's that Google is tracking everything that you're doing. And people may think that Apple is doing that, but actually that's not true. They don't care. They don't, they don't record who your search history is and who you talk to most and stuff. Do they have access to the data? They probably could, but it's something that they don't access. It's not important to them whatsoever. um, in what they do. Now you can believe that if you want or don't, but I don't think a guy's going to get on a national platform and say that because you know, you're going to have people testing him on that. And that actually is pretty comforting. Dude, and uh, well, Steve Cook actually uh, for Apple, they have um, purposely uh, made that a priority, you know, because mm-hmm. they understand. Obviously, you know, uh, I know you talk a lot about this. You know, everything's about data, right? It's true, and you know, um, they they put a priority 
on uh, making sure that we protect our data. Like we own, we should own our data, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, with Google, obviously, you know, Google, a billion dollar company, and they built their company by basically selling you, right? Selling us. Like mm -hmm. we are their product because they give out free, you know, they, they give all of this free stuff. And we're basically, you know, if the service is free, then you're, you're probably the product, right? You are, no, not probably. You are the product. You are the product. Exactly. Very, very important for people to understand that. Very important. Um, what's the at last app you downloaded? Um, okay. So this is actually, especially because now um, with the whole COVID, um, you know, now, now we're in lockdown. Mm -hmm. um, I've actually, um, I've downloaded a, a good amount of apps um, that I constantly use right now. So first of all, I use this Aura Ring. Have you heard of this? No. Dude, no. like this is amazing. All right. So first of all. Um, if, so he's showing me on the camera a ring. And what would you say the name of it is? Okay. So it's called Aura, Aura Ring. So it's O-U-R-A. Hey, okay. Aura Ring. And basically, if you look at this, it, it looks beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. It looks like titanium, but it's really light. It's, it's kind of like carbon. It's super light. Um, what it does is it's basically a Fitbit on steroids okay whoa and and so um this is the only ring and i've tried several ones that is as act like super accurate in the sense that it knows so basically it tracks your health right it tracks your heart rate it tracks your activities but most of all it tracks your sleep quality right mm -hmm. and you know i've tried a lot of these things um this is the only ring that first of all, last battery life is about a week compared to just usually it's 24 hours. You know, you got to charge it every day. This mm -hmm. one is a whole week and it tracks your temperature. It tracks your REM sleep. It tracks your deep sleep. And it knows if I'm lying in the bed and I'm not like if I'm awake and just on my phone, it knows it like it actually gives you the data. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, for you to improve your sleep, um, and I've seen a huge improvement with my sleep now is, you know, you can't improve something if you don't track it, right? That's right. That's right. And and this is this is super powerful, bro. Like, I would highly recommend this. Right. Um, the, you know, there's a, there's a saying that says, uh, if you don't measure something, it's not real. Yep. Right? You can say that you had a bad night's sleep by the way that you feel. But what I do is I have one of these devices. Um, I don't have the ring. But um, mine, it, man, it keeps the deep sleep, the light sleep. Dude, it's to the point now what which is really cool is is I'm able to control like you said it shows me that once my heart rate goes to a certain point yes. you know that's when my good sleep starts yep. so it starts to show you like how long does it take before you hit that I would notice that if I would quit eating at eight o'clock, I wouldn't have any kind of sugars. It would take me, you know, 30, 45 minutes to get into that sleep to where my heart rate would go down and it would classify it. But if I didn't eat like after six and I didn't have any alcohol or anything, I could get into that like within 10 to 15 minutes. And instead of my score being an 81 or 82, I could get it up to an 89. I've never had a 90 or above. Right. Never yeah. had a 90 or above. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah. I've been, I've been trying to do that. I've been trying to do that. I've been trying to get to 90. Um, What's your average score you guys? My average at? is also about like 70 to 80. In the um, 80s, yep. Yeah, yep. in the 80s. Um, hey, I tried my butt off to get that. What I've noticed is, okay, so here's, 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 um, here's what I've seen that actually uh, helps me. So basically what you want to do is you, you just want to avoid, um, like what you said, um, avoid eating two hours before you sleep, right? Um, no sugars. And then here's the other thing, you want to keep the temperature of the room at around 70 or less. If you keep like, well, um, basically if, if it's colder, 
um, it, it, your your heart rate um, goes slower, right? So you get you tend to sleep better at night. So it should be colder. So it's actually mm -hmm. seventy or less. And also, um, you want to keep um, the the room just like pitch black, right? Because our bodies know if there's light that comes in, right? Right. And mm -hmm. it knows that hey, you got to be awake or you got to be sleeping, and you're recovering, right? And, um, the, you know, you want to avoid like dairies, um, that also like, you know, uh, puts up like inflammation. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, these things, um, I've implemented them and it really helps, you know, there's other things that, um, you can also try. I, I know some people, I don't, I don't like it, but you could do the, um, like the weighted blankets. I don't know if you've tried that, Jason, but no, I haven't. I've heard of people doing that. Have you tried that? No, you said you hadn't. I, I've tried it, but it doesn't, it, I don't see the, the effect for me. Yeah. You don't? Yeah. Yeah. Well, once again, I never knew how good my sleep was or not. But like I said, like when you, when you, when you measure something, then it's actual real. People say that about their retention. Well, my retention numbers around 89 or 92%. And it's like, oh, so what report did you pull that on? And what, what, you know, what are the categories in the fields that you're using inside your system to do that? Yeah, yeah, Everything right, we yeah, do yeah. is off referrals, right? So it's a high number, right? I mean, that's what they do. And it's like, I mean, I got to admit, if you ask me what my retention was right now, I'm going to pull it up in my system, but it doesn't, it's not going to be right because a lot of the systems don't really keep a good track, a good job of tracking that. That's not my fault for not knowing. It's my fault. It's it's the computer's fault that I can't track that properly. But it's also my fault as a leader that I don't find something else to track it. It's right. easy to blame the AMS because it doesn't do it. It's another thing to say, what are you doing to fix it, right? That was yep. an important part. Um, do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Hmm, That's a good question. Love to win or hate to lose? Um, I would say I... I never really thought about that. I mean, I, I think either way, like I, I'm a very positive person, bro. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say I would love to win. I love yeah, to win. You are a very positive person. That's that very well yeah. describes you. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, yeah. You don't really, you sit around and, and talk about like, Hey, did you see that person? Why were they doing that or whatever? You're just kind of like an accepting guy. You really are. That's, that's a good point. So um, uh, you were talking about apps. Um, there's mm -hmm. another app that I use and I highly recommend this. It's called think up. Right. Okay. And what it is, is so I've used this and this helped me. So like, you, you know, you see, um, like I dude, like I never get bothered. Like I know that if, you know, if, like I never get pissed off. Um, you know, if, so just because when you're so grounded, right. And you know, there's, I understand there's going to be highs and lows in this journey. Right. I mean, as an insurance agent, you know, there's going to be highs and lows, you know, we got clients complaining, you know, here and there, but um, using this app, it's called think up. And what it is, it's an affirmations and motivation app. It's the number one motivation app and it's free. There's a premium version. You guys should download this. Um, so the cool thing about this app is it has, um, it has pre-made, um, like affirmations and uh, motivational videos, things that you could listen to every morning or you're driving or stuff like that, you know, on confidence, on financial stuff, relationships, right. Our health, right. Wow, or like, uh, you know, just the peace, for example, like peace of mind. But here's the most powerful thing about it, Jason. In this app, it, it also has the ability for you to record your affirmations in your voice, right? Because as we know, 
Um, there's actual studies here that our brain on a subconscious level, our brain does not know which is real, right? You know, there's like tests that if you are an Olympian, you know, there's like professional athletes that they tested, they put on, you know, the, the devices on their body, they listen to their body and, and they've tracked everything. Again, we're talking about tracking here. Mm -hmm. They looked at it as uh, they tested the first test is they actually ran on the course, right? They actually ran. They tested all of their muscles, their heart rate, even their their nerves versus them lying down on bed and just visualizing it, right? No, not actually running, but running in their mind. And they saw that every single data point was the same, like their muscles mm -hmm. moving, their heart it's rate was true. beating. And so like our brain does not know, you know, what is real or not. It's all, it's all in our mind, right? Mm -hmm. And so like this app like absolutely like helps when you record affirmations like in your voice because it knows it's real, right? And the main thing there is, you know, using it as a present tense and saying like, hey, you know, I, I, I make impact to my clients. I'm happy. I'm grateful. My family's amazing. Instead of saying like, I want to in the future, you want to say it in the past, in, in the past or present tense so that our brain, you know, we're feeding it this information every single day. Correct. Yeah. Very, very good. Uh, good stuff, dude. Good stuff. And, and you guys are, you guys are seeing why I, I had to give him his uh, own little microphone. McBilly is great. <laughs> McBilly is great. And, and McBilly though, I want to let everybody know they need to download. What were those two apps one more time? So the first app is Aura Ring, right? Aura Ring. Yeah. Aura Ring. And the second one is Think Up. Think up. Yeah. And then the third most requested download, I think, in the app store for the last uh, month and a half is Agency Intelligence app. Be sure if you are listening, as well, listening to go to the app store or go to the Google Play store and you can download. Just search Agency Intelligence. It rocks. It's uh, I'm telling you, people have said to me, Cass, dude, like this is a nice app. It really is a nice app. I, ha I, I have the app on my phone, bro. Yeah. And see, and do, see it's um, seriously uh, – I could have went with the cheap one, you know, but I, we didn't go with the most expensive, but I said, loyal listeners expect quality. Quality is what we're going to give them. Skill or luck, if you had to choose, if you had to bring it down to one of the two that got you where you are today, would you say it's skill or luck? Dude, I would definitely say skill. Now, I... I honestly don't believe in luck, bro. Um, I think there might be some things like, but like you... You can, like, life might be able to give you some lucky instances. However, if you don't take advantage of it or if you're not prepared for those, like, moments, like, nothing's going to happen, right? You have to have, you need to keep an open mind and being able to actually, you know, know that, and, and I, I always do this, man, like, I know that there's going to be opportunities that, when I am uh, learning something or I'm doing something, I want to prepare myself for those moments so that they it's not just luck, right? And 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 actually this this actually I've experienced this back in college. Um, not a lot of people know this, but um, back in the Philippines, I was actually a TV host. and you know, I was like a, a model. And, and this was like I worked in the entertainment industry. I didn't study for this. Um, what happened was, so my background is computer. I do, you know, I, I majored in web development. So, you know, uh, I did like programming and um, back in school, right? Uh, what happened was I used to do a lot of public speaking events for school. And, you know, we just so happened to have this event in the mall. 
and the the school hired some uh, some celebrities there uh, as guests, and so we had some media attention. So basically, you know, I started, um, you know, I hosted the event. After the event, it went well. Um, the executive producer of the show of, and this is the biggest TV network in the Philippines. They basically approached me, and so you know, you could say this is kind of lucky. Um, he approached me. He's like, "Hey, hey, hey, McBilly, um, you know, we're trying to pull some new talents." would I be interested to join, right, to, to audition? And I'm like, all right, this isn't my forte. I don't know anything about, you know, this, this world or this industry, but I'm like, hey, it's a good opportunity. Let me just try it, right? So mm -hmm. I went for the audition, and lucky enough, um, I was able to get in into the talent pool. And from there, I started guesting in their, in their shows, and it just so happened. Now, again, you could also say this is kind of partly luck. It just so happens that when I started guesting, the two previous hosts of their main flagship show, like they left. And so they had to revamp the show. And luckily enough, because I was already in there, I showed some value. I gave them value and showed them that they could trust me. Uh, I was chosen to be one of the faces of the show. And gotcha. that, that kind of like opened up a lot of opportunities for me. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. And getting right into that is, so we know your stance on that. And um, why don't you take us back because you do have a little bit more history of that. You can kind of skip out. You can kind of uh, shorten that part. But in three to five minutes, not like your business partner, Preston, who took 12, 47 minutes, <laughs> literally 47 minutes. Um, uh, what I need is three to five minutes. Take us back to your, your beginnings, which are over in the Philippines. Tell us who you are. Give us a little bit of your nationality origin and bring us to where you are now sure man sure yeah um you know so i i'm a first first generation immigrant um you know my i pretty much grew up like i would say like one of the biggest factor for how i live my life is growing up uh, with a single mom i'm the eldest of four and so i've always had to i was kind of pretty much like the father figure in, at the house and so we grew up, so uh, as a child, we actually have, so we have our own um, uh, insurance company in the, in the Philippines. So we have an insurance agency in the Philippines. And, you know, so that I've, I've always uh, been in around insurance um, growing up. And then uh, basically when I was um, right before I, I mentioned after in college, it, it gave me the opportunity to work into the, um, into, in the entertainment industry the TV shows and like uh, fashion. Now, if you think about this, like I'm the type of person that I really firmly believe that we, we won't know that it's not possible or we won't know that it's not a good fit until you try it. Because if you think about it, I'm like, yo, like how is this going to help my life if I wanted, if I wanted to be in, in, in computer or like in technology? Um, how is this going to help me being like a TV TV show host? But like as you as you said earlier, you know, starting your own podcast, for example, like these helps because you get attention, right? You only have three currencies in life. So you can either have, you know, you either pay it with money, you pay it with time, or you pay it with attention, right? And so um, what what happened here was right before back in high school, right before college, I remember asking my mom because I told my mom, "Hey, mom, like." I wanted to major in um, I wanted to major in business administration. I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Right, start my own business, and my mom was like, "Billy, you know that's great. Um, I fully support you on that." However, she she also told me like a lot of the business strategies we could learn this through training, through you know finding a mentor like you know like yourself, Jason, and you know uh, investing in ourselves in like trainings and courses. 
but why don't I learn something technical um, so that I could apply that to business, right? And that's why I took, all right, I majored in, in, in web development and that, that, that pretty much kind of started my, my career in the Philippines, right? That's awesome. Mm -hmm. However, right before I turned 21, uh, my dad, who I've never met since I was maybe like 10 years old, so I wanted to get to know him. He reached out to me right before I turned 21. He gave me the opportunity to get the green card and move here in the U.S., which, you know, if, if you guys are not aware, like immigration is, is so hard. And obviously, you know, coming from a third world country, like that's huge. Like mm -hmm. I've, I've always dreamed of like, oh, man, like how cool it would be to like be even just visit the U.S. Um, wow. And so he gave me that opportunity. And so I took advantage of it. And, but also partly that was also me just wanting to get to know my dad, you know, like mm -hmm. I literally don't know anything about him. And so I moved here and that was a hard decision because at that point I was starting my career as a TV host, which was a huge opportunity, right? And right. it was so hard for me to, to let go of that. And, um, but I, I did, I went here to US. I literally started from scratch. Jason, I did not know anyone here. And, and you know, I was not close to my father's family. And so like I had to start from scratch. And to be honest with you, I kind of went through some sort of, like depression in the beginning because it's true you know like the culture shock um, being away from family being away from friends it was it was really hard um, but I think that experience you know like looking back was the best experience and like decision I've ever made because I mean you know where we are right now has been phenomenal and I think that experience really helped me help mold who I am in the sense that I know that you know there's always going to be ups and downs and and here's the thing right you're never always going to be motivated. There's, it's just impossible. And so you have to learn to be disciplined because we know that it, there's always going to be highs and lows, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when I came here in the beginning, you know, I started like just doing jobs, odd jobs here and there, because obviously I didn't know anyone and, you know, no one would hire me with my resume saying I'm a TV show, TV show host. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell are you talking about? You know, get, get the hell out of here, man. Um, and so, uh, so, one of my uh, one of my first jobs was I actually worked. I started like you know as a I worked at Home Depot. Actually, this was my my first actual job here. Wow! Um, just like you know, just trying to trying to figure things out, right? And um, what happened was one of the uh, one of the uh, customers I was chatting with her and just kind of telling her my background. You know, she we she also came from the Philippines. And we started sharing uh, ideas and I told her, yeah, you know, I graduated magna cum laude and, you know, with this course and that. So I kind of shared that to her and just as luck would have happened, uh, she was the HR manager for this company that I worked at. Wow. So, you know, we started chatting. She was like, oh, really? We were literally talking, we, we need someone like you. Why didn't you give me your e email? You know, give me your resume and let's, you know, let's start, let's talk about it. And so like all of these things kind of interconnected for me. Um, but how I really got into marketing, obviously with my insurance background, really what happened was I worked at this uh, small, like it was a, it was startup uh, marketing company. It was actually pretty big because the owner, um, he, he's just like millionaire. He, he has a lot of money and he considers that business as almost kind of a side project. And um, I joined that team because I wanted to make a difference, right? Like we want to create impacts, kind of like what you're doing. And what happened was what I found out was 
to be honest, I felt like we were kind of scamming our customers because, you know, we would charge really high and, you know, there was no, there was no actual de deliverables because, and here's the thing, right? There's so many things out there that like marketing is so open and general that like, I mean, I could sell a branding package with actual no deliverables and charge a, a, a high amount, but he had a name that he's able to do it, right? Right. And so I'm like, dude, like, I don't like this. I don't feel good about this. And mm -hmm. so I quit my job. I'm like, hey, you know what? Let me just start my own business. Uh, start my own business. Uh, my first business was actually an e-commerce store. I, I know I wanted to do, do online, but that one actually failed big time. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. It gave me, it actually set the foundation for me to learn all about disruptive marketing, Facebook, Instagram, Google, like we ran Google ads before. And that really set the foundation for me, which allowed me to, uh, when I started my marketing agency, that's how I was started. I started to see success. Right. right. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, this Jason, that's actually when I met Preston, my business partner. Um, we just met online first, like we just kind of met in like online Facebook group and we started to create some friendships, shared some ideas. And uh, we we met each other in a in 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 a mastermind in Puerto Rico, which you know okay. I'm also looking forward to to your mastermind in Puerto Rico. Boop, boop. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And and uh, and so basically, um, that's how we met there. And you know, we because we already have some sort of relationship. That's when we started talking about you know what? Why don't we partner up? As as you mentioned earlier. It's, that was about two years ago, three years ago, two years ago. Yeah. Two about years. two years ago. Like I had this, like, um, I had this like badass demo and like the system that I've set up and he had a list that he was, um, advertising for. And so we were like, you know what, why don't we just try it out? Right. Um, we, we did two demos and on the same day, back to back, we closed those two sales and we're like, all right. And we never looked back. <laughs> right. That's great. That's great. Wow, great story, dude. A lot of that I didn't even know. And uh, like I said, loyal listeners, and before him and I were talking, I didn't know that he was even from the Philippines. I really didn't um, because I'm very ignorant that way. I told him that I thought that he was Chinese and then he helped me out and made me not feel as big of an idiot because I, I am said, Chinese. I am Chinese. Yes, yeah. yes. So I'm, I'm half Chinese, half Filipino. Yeah. Correct. Correct. And I tell you what, I don't know what it is. Um, and I think a lot of people feel this way. There's something special about the Filipinos. And, and, I, and I mean that with all my heart, because the first person I had that worked at Grow was Anna, H, uh, Anna Aguilar. 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 Yeah, it's yeah. Because if you say Aguilera, she she freaking freaks. It's not that, you know. But she she was from the Philippines and she was fantastic. And her English is fantastic. And I think that's something in the Philippines that you guys really teach, right? As to how to correctly pronunciate English yep. so it can replicate our voices very much. And then now Riza, who heads up with Sarah the uh, We Got Your podcast is ran completely by her and two other Filipinos. Yep. And then at the Insurance Alliance, May and Marvin, who are my two main people that do all of our, basically they do all the background work, anything that's not a licensed phys uh, physician, a licensed <laughs> insurance agent. Um, 
they do, right? I mean, my life is ran and supported by Filipino people. It really, truly is. So that's why I was surprised when you said that this morning. I was like, yeah. son of a gun. Dude, they're, they're amazing, man. Yeah. yeah no, uh, it's, it's, and here's the thing. One thing that I will tell you um, that I, I, I'm very grateful that, um, that I, this was really taught to me growing up, you know, just in the Philippine culture is how family oriented we are. And, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and there's this sort of loyalty. If you do right by me, like there's always like I will always be, I will always have your back, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure yeah. you experience this. You know, you mentioned I have experienced constantly that surrounded by Filipinos um, that support you and mm-hmm. actually want the best for you. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know that's why there's there's a lot of um, you know BPOs there and you know a lot of call centers and like support. You know, obviously mm-hmm. there's a huge VA industry um, just in the mm-hmm. Philippines alone. Right. Yeah, there is. There is. And our buddy Agency VA, we'll give a shout out to him Mm -hmm. out at Wesley and Ben. They do a fantastic job. They have one of the Philippines out of Colombia and out of uh, Puerto Rico. And I have to tell you, I think um, I'd be interested to see the other work ethics of of the the other some from the South America they have so that they have people who can speak uh, uh, Spanish. But I bet you it's not the same kind of culture that it comes from. It's a special culture in it. And here's what I want to get at. What'd your mom think when you got that call from your dad? I don't know what your mom and dad's history is. That's sure. not for this podcast. But what was your mom's thought of you got that call, you hadn't spoke to him since you were 10, and now he's asking you to leave right. her to go to America. What was her feeling? What was her thoughts? No, that, that's a good question, man. Um, so I, their relationship, they're, they're pretty civil. Um, so it's nothing like, you know, they, they hold, they, you know, they hold any grudge against each other. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. they still talk, you know, just kind of like, hi, hello. Um, mm-hmm. But I think my mom, like, I'm grateful my mom is is super supportive. And so she didn't necessarily like, I think she trusted me enough to be able to like, kind of let go and like make my own decisions um, because I've proven that to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she, she, I mean, she probably did feel a little bit bad in the sense that, you know, she's losing, quote unquote, she's losing me because I'm moving here. Um, however, um, she she was super supportive. And so, I mean, she honestly supported me because she even helped me out, like processing the paperwork, right? right. Um, and she understood that, that that was an opportunity for me to also grow, right? Good for her. Yeah. And, and here's the thing too, Jason, um, one of my biggest goals actually when I first moved here was in fact to get my family to move here as well. So um, you know, I don't know if for for your loyal lis- listeners, if um, you know how familiar are you guys with like the immigration. But basically, once you get your green card, which is like a permanent residence card, um, mm-hmm. it takes about five years before you can be, you can naturalize to be a U.S. citizen. And uh, what when that happened to me, um, that's the time that I can now basically, uh, petition for my family to also move here. And, wow. um, so yeah. And how, how far along are you on that? How's that coming? Dude, literally last year was the time that I was able to bring my whole family here. So it's, it's like, it took 10 years. It took wow. 10 years. So they're all here. I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been, it's been an amazing journey, man. It's been an amazing journey. So dad, who you didn't see at 10, 
comes back into your life at 21, gives you the opportunity to go to America with the goal and the dream to better yourself, but to bring mom and dad or to bring the family over. And you've accomplished that. If you passed right now, this great earth, you've done a lot. You know what I mean? You've touched people. You've done things. You've given, you've given your family a life and your dad has actually given your whole family a life. And that's a uh, Good for him. That's so good. That's so good. Um, I really, really like that. Moving on, when you first came over here, you said there was a culture shock. You were like, man, you know, kind of put you in a blues. What were a couple of things that were really culture shock? What were some weird things or things that stick out that you're like, dude, like this place was like new to me? What are those? <laughs> sure. I think the, I think this is a, this is a good dynamic too um, on, on what you would say is my personality versus like someone like Preston's, right? Because mm -hmm. um, in the Philippine uh, culture and really in the Asian culture, um, we are, we're a little more reserved, right? And it's more kind of a sense of respect, like, and so that, those are one of the things that I've seen and, you know, it could go either way, right? I understand the psychology behind it. But for example, if someone is talking and, um, you know, you, 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 you kind of need to wait for them to finish. Um, and so, but, but here's the thing, if I do that, like, I'm never going to be able to talk. <laughs> so, especially if I'm talking to you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, so, listeners, you can't see it, but I'm back here just busting up laughing. Because is it true? Like, uh, and and you know, it's uh, you know, small stuff like that. It's it's so gotcha. different, man. Like, it's but over here, it's like it's normal, right? Like, you have to. And actually, here's another thing. So, with um, for elders, usually you have to uh, add in like a uh, a ma'am or like a Mister. It's a, a sense sir, of respect, maybe. or like a sir, exactly, like a sir, mm -hmm. ma'am. And so, um, but over here, which is kind of interesting to me, like some people, if you use those terms, like you kind of actually look down on them because you're like, hey, you're automatically kind of diminishing yourself as from your perspective that you're saying like, hey, you're starting the conversation with the frame already that you are below them, right? Mm -hmm. From a hierarchy uh, perspective. And so these small things, but in the Philippines, it's the opposite. Like if you don't use those words, they automatically say like, wow, you, you, you're disrespectful. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, small Dude, I think, I think it used to probably be that way in the fifties and sixties. Right. I wasn't alive here, but I think it used to probably be that way here in America. I mean, when I was small, I mean, that's the way that we're taught, right. Is that you, you say yes, you say no. You, you I mean, my mom was, I was raised by a single woman. Mm -hmm. I don't do it anymore, but like sometimes you stood up when another woman was standing up at the table, right? Sometimes today that could be considered disrespectful. Like, hey, I'm just another woman. I don't need you to stand up. I'm just another person. I don't need you to stand up for me. So so culturally, we are going through this change as well. Um, didn't really think of it being if you never knew anything other than you're being disrespectful if you don't use that to now – completely opposite that's weird yeah that that is weird that that is that is really really weird hello loyal listeners hey are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client maybe you maybe not Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit NBS Brokerage dot com cast certified um 
And you know, it's interesting because I don't think that sometimes people realize, and maybe you do and let me know, but you, you, you have an advantage to have, um, to have that, that, uh, that view of different cultures, right? It's, 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 it's not ironic that a lot of successful people lived in a lot of different countries. You know, it's not ironic that sometimes the best athletes are the ones that have the most uh, nationalities mixed within them, right? right? It's really, really crazy when you look at that kind of stuff and you look at successful people. Um, so, you know, sometimes I don't know if people from other countries sometimes look at it that way when they're here or maybe they're in other countries but have traveled around. That's actually an advantage to be able to do something like that. I mean, you're walking into a culture that is totally different than you. There's not much more you can walk into that you'd be like, well, this may be different, but it's the uh, same kind of situation I went through when I was first coming to America, right? It's like once you, ex- you, know, you experience that, they say that a lot of successful people, if you look at their background, they usually have military families right? Be- because they moved so many different areas. Um, I feel personally, this is me personal, that I um, have whatever, the gift of gab, or I like to talk, or I feel comfortable. Yeah. I moved anywhere between, I can't remember, 10 to 13 times in between first grade to seventh grade. And then I moved again here my eighth grade year. And then when I got here, I moved to schools. So it was like, I never was able to keep a solid amount of friends. And so when I would go into a place, I had to make friends quick, right? right? Yep. That was hard. But after a while, it got easier, right? I had been doing this so mm-hmm. many times. My dad was an airplane mechanic for Boeing and then became an executive. So mm-hmm. I lived in Arizona. I lived in Texas. I lived in Illinois, back to Texas, over to Washington State, back to Illinois. It's been, it's been absolutely crazy. But I think that that gives me a leg, leg up. My sisters are the same way. My yeah. sisters are very outspoken. They can go into a room and feel completely comfortable, you know, um, both well, very successful. No, I mean, I mean, you, you, you bring up a good point there, Jason, because if you think about it, right, the fact that you had to constantly move, like that literally forces you to, you know, make new friends because now you, you know, like you, like you have to, like, or else yeah. like, you know, you can't talk to anyone, right? Right. Um, right. But, but I think that experience like really opens up your mind, being open-minded, and, you know, like you said earlier, um, like exposing yourself to different cultures, just like absolutely like opens up your perspective in life, you know, because here's the thing, if um, let's say, you know, you only lived in like one city or something, life in itself, like, and I'll ask this to, to you and your, you know, to your listeners here, um, like, what is normal, right? Like normal in you know normal in like illinois where you are might be different for a normal in like new york or like in california right mm-hmm. and like totally different also in like you know somewhere in like in the philippines in japan um in in puerto rico right and mm-hmm. so like opening that up and just opens up your perspective in life in general right it does and like you said you know a lot of people that travel a lot for example um you know parents that are um like from a military background I would say like it prepares you um, just better in the sense that, you know, you, you kind of experience hardships in the beginning, but I think it really, it really also makes you think and uh, changes your perspective. And for example, like, you know, I mean, starting an insurance agency or, you know, starting a business, 
a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of people actually go to me and ask me like, hey, man, like, how were you able to do it? Right. Like, how are you able to build a successful business? And I'm sure you experience this a lot for yeah. you. And like a lot of people want to find the silver bullet. Right. Like, what's the shortcut? How do I do this in like, you know, one, one to two years? Now, here's the thing. Um, there is a shortcut, obviously, in the sense that, you know, you, you find someone that, who has already done it, same background, um, they've done it from scratch, and to be able to find their framework and actually learn from them, learn from their mistakes, that's going to save you a lot of time, yep. and learn from what they've actually found out and discovered, right? Because obviously, mm-hmm. if they're successful, they figure something out, right? right. However, you still need to look at it as this is a long-term process. Like it's never going to be like, you know, a shortcut of like, yeah, you have the framework. You still have to put in the work and actually follow it. Right. And that takes years. It does. It does. It does. Um, got off the phone call, right? I was uh, late, loyal listeners, getting on this phone call with uh, getting on this podcast. I was actually on a phone call with Ryan Hanley and, um, He's, he's, he's having seasons of this, right? He's new, new agency owner. He's, he's, you know, three, four, five days ago, I'm talking to him and he's hitting these accounts and he's, and he's selling them and, you know, and now it's this week and it's COVID and man, he's gotten crap and stuff. And it's the stuff that we've all went through, but I like what you're saying. It's, it's the reason why Ryan invests so much of his time to reach out to me, to reach out to David Carruthers, to reach out to Jeff Roy, to reach out to Christopher Paradiso, to reach out to these people because he knows what you just said, learning from their successes. You know, there's so many things. He will call me. He'll say, Cass, dude, I think I got this. I'm going to start trying this. And it's like, oh, crap, there's already been a lot of us try it. It didn't really work, you know. So I don't want to tell him that. But I also want to get on the phone and saying, what's your plan for this? Right. Because I think there's some things that you may want to know. Um, and some of those things he's ignored and some of the, and had success. And some of those things he's been like, hey, thank you for that. Um, I think that's the power of mentorship. Right. Yes. That's the power of mastermind masterminds. masterminds. These are so important, um, even in our own mastermind. Dude, we have people in there, McBilly. I will call them and say, are you getting anything out of this? You don't really ever post in there or whatever. And they're like, dude, I'm on every mastermind call. I'm reading everything coming through. I'm in this to learn, dude. I'm not in this. One of these days I'll start. And it's true too, because we have people who've been in for two or three years and now they're starting to pop their head up and say stuff, right? And it's like, we're not a bunch of geniuses in there, Mm -hmm. but what we're not going to do is have a bunch of bullshit in there, right? If we can cut that out, then we can build upon the good stuff. So that's- and you bring this up, Jason, and this is important, right? Like the, the, here's, here's one thing that I personally learned, like learning is an interactive process, right? So, you know, like mentorship, um, joining masterminds, super important, but here's the other thing too, for you to really maximize learning. So there's kind of two levels that I personally learned here. So first of all, if you want to learn any subject, like a subject or any subject at all, the quickest way to learn it is to try to learn it and try to teach it to someone else, right? Because now when I when you need to learn something and you tr- you need to try to teach it to another person, you have to first digest it in your brain and how do you actually uh, simplify it so for you to even explain it to another person, right? Mm-hmm. That's one. Now the That's second good. thing, the second thing there too is how do you, um, once you've tried to teach it to someone, how do you interact, right? Like you said, now, you know, after one to two years, like people are starting to pop their heads out and starting to contribute, right? Being able to contribute 
absolutely helps your learning because now it's an interactive process, right? You're mm-hmm. actually experiencing it, not just learning it, experiencing it. Right. right? Yeah. Dude, you know what's crazy about this, bro? I want to I want to flip to this. Okay, so I just did a podcast yesterday with my boy Eric Garcia. It probably came out a little bit before this, probably like maybe the last one. Okay, mm-hmm. so let me re- flip back to my notes here. I, I loved this. He said something. His thing is, and let's talk about this. His is because you mentioned this. This is good. This is good. The title of his podcast, once again, right now it's not out, but the, this is what I told my team is what if relationships are currency? Are you Bill Gates? So the reason why he said this was, is we base so much of everything we do on what someone's power is, what their prestige is, what their, how much money mm-hmm. they make, right? So Bill Gates or, or Jeff Bezos are known as the most richest, or the richest people in the world. Yep. But what if relationships are currency are they now the richest person and who is the richest person in the world? And here's what I want to come back to because I want to get your thoughts on this. You said by going down back down to these notes that there's three currencies in life, time, money, and attention. I think you've added attention lately because I've heard you say that before and it was only the other two. Yep. I'm interested in why you added attention. But first of all, what he says is, Eric says, is that currency, real currency today is relationships. And it makes sense, right? But here's what he said. This is so cool. This is so cool. I told this to my wife last night. I was so so fascinated. He said the two ways to build relationship currency are two ways. He says it's by shared experiences, our currency, and investing in, in, invest in building memories, right? So he says, if you ex- if 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 you and I um, experience something like, hey, like, dude, uh, w- let's go to Brainshare, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're going to experience that together. Or let's go to the Apple conference, right? Because we're going to experience that together. But the building memories is doing when we're doing something that emotionally connects us, right? Which I think is similar to what you're saying, interacting, yeah. right? It's when we are interacting, we could be sharing the same aura, but we're interacting to build memories. And he said, and that's how you build the currency of relationships. Um, what say you on that? Yeah. Is that good? Dude, that is, that is amazing, actually. Eric Garcia is good. I bro. love that. I mm-hmm. absolutely love that. And, and I, I, I would say, like, I agree, right? Um, now, now the, let me kind of take it back, though. When I said that there's three currencies, like currency in itself is a very uh, subjective matter depending on how you use it, right? Okay. Um, what I'm saying is currency as if you need to actually achieve something, then you could either, you know, buy it with time, buy it with money or attention, right? Like I'm talking about like if I need to invest in something, right? Mm-hmm. Like those are the three things that I could actually legitimately use for me to ah. be able to buy something, right? However, gotcha. I love I love this idea, uh, Jason. Um, and I love uh, Eris Garcia's um, point here where relationships really is more than even the money, right? Because if you have good relationships, that ultimately opens up more opportunities for you to get money, right? And here's here's an interesting perspective that I've actually, I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, you know, us being in America, right? Um, 
kind of like what I said earlier, like what is, what is the normal, right? Like normal is so subjective, right? Like how do you, how can you say someone is abnormal? If I say, Hey, this person is abnormal, that means I'm saying that he is not normal, but what is the definition of normal? Right. And right. here's, and let me, let me kind of bring this up. So here in America, what usually in the media and, you know, kind of like how for us, the definition of success is what you said, you know, usually it's um, with power, um, money, right? If you're rich, um, if you're wealthy, right? Um, mm -hmm. Or if you're famous, right? Celebrities like Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, gotcha. right? Like these are the criteria of someone here in America, usually that says, hey, they are successful, right? right. Now, if you go to countries in like Europe, for example, right, Spain, Italy, in certain, certain uh, cities there, it's actually the opposite. And for them, the criteria of uh, success for them is actually relationships and family, you know? And that's why like in like over there, like they even have like, dude, like they have siestas, right? Like literally, can you imagine having a store here? You're, you have a business and you're closing down between 12 p.m. to 2 p.m., which is like the, you know, like these are, this is like the, the high traffic time. Like people are buying and, and eating food, right? Why would you close it down? But for them, family and relationships is actually more important, right? Mm -hmm. And so like, it's like looking at these different perspectives, but I could absolutely see it. You know, I like, I value relationships so much that it's true, man. Like, it, I love that, you know, the, for you to be able to actually build those relationships. And here's, here's how I look at it. Um, when I look at relationships, I look at it as if it's a bank, right? Like there's a relationship bank. So, you know, my question to you guys is, are you usually depositing into your relationship bank or are you withdrawing? Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for example, in all of my relationship, you know, I check up, right. Like, and, and I don't ask anything. I usually try to deposit into those relationships, right? Give value. I help you out. You know, I know that, you know, you have my back. Um, and, but if, if you think about it, like if you have, if you have a relationship that you're constantly withdrawing, meaning like you're asking favors, you're constantly um, just, just asking for something, then obviously that bank is going to run out after a while. Right. And, and True. it's so hard to recover from that. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and so mm -hmm. just absolutely, I love, I love that, man. You know, there's two things that you said here that are so awesome. You said, Jason, I just don't get um, angry. Of course, everybody gets angry and stuff like that. I get that. But you don't let things um, uh, interfere with your level of emotion. Right. Let's put it that way. Like other people don't. And what's amazing, that's how it is in Cuba. These people will literally have nothing. They do have a house and some little stuff, you know, but they don't have much. And you would think how it's got to frustrate them that they actually have to walk uptown every day to get fresh water, right? You would think to yourself like, man, I'm just tired of not having that. No, it's not, you know? And, what, and, and, it's, and it's interesting because it comes back to what they do consider to be success. I've literally had this told. So there is outside of Pedro Pentecourt, there is a, a house, um, which is a family um, who took over some of the sugarcane fields in that area. Okay. And uh, long, so I'm trying to make this short, long story short, the people who own it actually didn't have it eventually, but they helped Castro win. So them and their family have had this, this house and stuff. 
And people don't look at them like at, when I was first there the first couple of times, they'd be like, oh yeah, that's so-and-so's house and all this. And, and I'd be like, oh yeah, they're part of the Castro regime or whatever. That must be the reason why. No, it's because those people were rich. Right. But they were poor because they alienated themselves from the rest of the community. Mm -hmm. So what I thought the first two or three times to Cuba was, oh, they are successful or, or that I don't understand why those people are so successful. Why do they have that big house and no one really pays attention to them? Well, the people in town would tell you those people aren't successful. They have no relationships. Right. They have no, they have no family. Me as an American, I'm looking at this big house. So while you're sitting here saying like, Jason, this is actually opposite in other cultures. I'm sitting here thinking like, oh my gosh, I remember that house on the hill, you know? And to me, it's like, dang, why does everybody's house not look like that? And, and you know, and my translator's like, no, like they don't want to be like that. If they could take their whole family, they would, but those people don't have anything because they don't have family. Exactly. And, and, and it's not ironic that Eric Garcia, who's a Cuban, comes up with relationships or currency because it's something that he's thought about. It's something that he lives with every day. His dad bringing them over here um, in the early 80s, you know, was a monumental thing for his life. Very, very similar to what you were going through. Um, so it's so, so great. You know, Pres um, uh, uh, Preston, uh, um, McBilly, I want to I want to wrap this up. But before I do, I, well, let's give them the treat that they deserve for not only this great conversation that we, I think that we had, um, but let's really give them the treat they deserve by telling them, we talk about readers are leaders and leaders are readers. I know that you're a leader, so you're probably a reader. And I'd want to know what you want to, what you're reading, but hold on before you tell me what you're reading. Okay. Because I need all you loyal listeners to try to find this article online. And if you can't, just simply go to the show notes of this podcast. And you're going to be trying to look up Cosmopolitan Magazine, 69 Hottest Bachelors of 2018. So if you want, you can Google that. Or you can just go to our show notes page and you can see the link there. But oh my goodness, are you going to see something? Oh my okay? God. <laughs> so you're going to see Mr. Sex Machine over here, who he did tell you he was a model. So if you want to see McBilly without a shirt on, <laughs> no. um, and I'm laying, I think, in a pool or something like that, or I don't know what the hell it is. That is. <laughs> it is a pool. Um, <laughs> so here's the thing, McBilly, I'm not going to ask you about this. I want people to call you and email you and say, what the hell is going on here? And I want everybody to know because this is worldwide. Now, people don't know the top top five country that listens to this the most. I have like seven countries that are real huge and then all the others are like five, six people. One of the, those top countries is France. I don't know why. And I'm going to say it again to whoever, whoever is listening to it out there in France, please hit me on an email. So I just know who you are. I mean, it's astronomical numbers, but even in France, they're going to say like, wow, how can we get this guy? And I want them to reach out to you, McBilly, because when they come here, how, how could they reach out to you to talk about you being a sex symbol? What's, what's, <laughs> what's, your, what's your email address? So it's just uh, McBilly at goodvibesquad.com. Uh, the easiest way to reach back to me is through my Instagram at McBilly. Um, at McBilly. Now, if, if you are going to be Googling me, just make sure that you have the safe search turned on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep that in mind, Jason. 
<laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not joking with you. Oh in 2008, he was one anyway. of the 69 hottest bachelors of 2008 by cosmetologist. Uh, cos- cos- cosmopolitan. Cosmopolitan. My wife's a cosmetologist. <laughs> cosmopolitan magazine. Yeah. So uh, what are you reading though right now? Yeah. So, uh, and <laughs> that's so funny that you even brought that up, bro. <laughs> I thought we were already wrapping it up. <laughs> does Nicholas does Nicholas Ayers know about this? Uh, I think Nick Nick does know. Actually, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know Preston knows it. Preston knows it. I don't know if Nick knows about this. <laughs> well, he he finds out, dude. It's all over the place. This is crazy. Yeah. So okay, but but that dude, that was a good good experience though. That was a, that was a unique experience. I, okay, I would say unique experience. It's it is freaking weird. It is really weird. You know, it's weird uh going on to like a photo shoot and you're just like, you know, in your in like in speedos and you have just a fucking, you know, I sorry if I I don't know if I could cuss here on your podcast. I apologize if I did. But but basically like like I was on speedos and uh we were in a this was in our resort. And we had a photo shoot in the in the pool, but you're just like in this room with a bunch of like um, like other naked dudes in, in speedos. Uh, um, but yeah, it was definitely weird. a new experience. It was weird. That, that is that is weird. And, they, and the thing on your picture actually says when they play hard to get, and then it's got and then it's got an it's got an arrow pointing to him. Yeah. So tell me what you're reading. Yeah. Man. So uh, my my the book that I'm reading right now is this. Uh, it's called Time Cleanse. Um, love this book by uh, Stephen Griffith. Um, but but really, what this is is you know it's actually kind of timely because of how you know the whole lockdown right now. It's you know the, um, everyone is basically trapped, you know, staying at home. What yeah. this book is is it's relationship with time, right? Because not a lot of people really think about this, but like there's a lot of um, books and strategies on like time management, right? Like time blocking and stuff like that. However. One of the things that we don't really consider is our relationship with time in our current connected world, right? Because nowadays, you know, just think about it, like on your phone alone, you know, you have Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, your iMessage, your texting, right? And, you know, Slack messages and like emails. So constantly, our us being constantly connected to the world now um, it's also a detriment to our own time because of distractions, right? And right. so what he talks about, and, I've, and this is what I've been doing right now, is really setting up um, um, opportunities and in your life to set up specific times that you actually disconnect from the internet, from communication, from, you know, and we talked about relationships, right? But this is the opposite. This is your relationship with yourself. Right. Because if you think about it, you know, we were talking about uh, investing in other people's relationship was just amazing. And we want to do this. However, you know, you also need to think about for you to be able to make an impact and change other people's lives. You need to put time to yourself first and work at yourself, getting to know our identity, you know, what is important for us, your why. Right. Like your purpose Mm -hmm. and being able to do that without distractions is so valuable and that will make you also more productive. It will. Dude, I hate to go back to it again, but um, my time in Cuba. So I do so much there and I, and, I, and I leave with them doing so much more for me. 
uh, when, you know, we only have one translator that's there and the translator actually works with the church. So, so they're not around all the time. And there's a lot of times that there's groups of kids and adults and they're all sitting around outside and they're just chatting and stuff. But they're all speaking Spanish. And I mean, there may be somebody who understands English, but they can't translate it to me, right? So I'll end up either sitting there next to them listening. Um, I'll end up in my room reading a book. You, we have no cell phone there. So I can't, I can't, I can't get on anything, right? And um, it's some of the best times that I'm, I'm there for them, but I'm, I'm learning as I went after my second or third time and seven times now, and I'm addicted to it and I'm addicted to it because it's about me and it's about me helping other people and help myself at the same time. I don't have to worry about any of my businesses. I don't have to worry about how the podcasts are, and I don't have to worry about all the things that I do. It's just me in another country and no one else speaks the language and my phone doesn't work. I cannot tell you how fulfillingly awesome those six and seven days are. I will be honest with you. When I come back and I get back into a, a U.S. airspace and my phone goes, <laughs> and all these things are going off, you know, I'm like, oh boy, here it comes, you know. But the fact is, it's for that. And so I like that, that you put that. Yeah, dude. Um, and I think you probably need a, a better ringtone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, man, like it's, it is. Um, actually, so talking about that, and this is a, a little bit more treat for, uh, for your loyal listeners here. Um, there's another app that I, I'm using um, um, in relation to this time, uh, time cleanse and like pr- productivity. Um, is it's called Freedom, right? So uh, it's called Freedom, and you know you could link it in the show notes. Freedom two is the actual website. Sure. Um, what it does is it basically it you could connect it to your computer, to your laptop. You connect it to your iPhone or your Android or your any mobile phone that you have. And what it does is you could start sessions or you could schedule sessions that you could block off anything that is a distraction for you. So for example, like Instagram, you know, emails, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, right, or Slack, uh, you're able to, to do this. But here's the, the, the powerful thing about this is it has a lock mode. And this lock mode, um, if you enable this, you literally have, once you start a session, you cannot modify it. So it literally forces you. So if I start a session for, let's say, for the next two hours, I want to just work and I don't want any distractions after an hour in, even if I wanted to like, all right, let me check my email. Let me do this. You literally cannot go to freedom Two if, if you log in and make any changes, you just can't. And so it forces you to really just focus on, on what, what is the task at hand? What are you trying to do? And for example, for you, like in your experience in Cuba, it's, it's just so there's, I think there's a, there's a power in being able to uh, really just focus on like, what is it that you're doing right now, right? Because I I personally think, Jason, that there's a fallacy in um, like, there's a lot of um, like productivity hacks on like um, multitasking, right? I believe, I really believe that multitasking does not exist. Like you cannot be a good multitasker. There's, it's just literally impossible. You know, it really is like you can only do one thing at a time. Exactly. So, you know, I only do one thing at a time. Now, if you do one, you know, it's, it's like, how can you be excellent in that one thing? Right. 
And so mm-hmm. I would rather just block off everything and just focus on the task at hand. And so, yeah, um, download that. It's called Freedom.2. Highly recommend better Better agency. Yes. That's something that you are heavily involved in with now. Uh, you guys were on the podcast. Um, and that's really good. also want to make sure that people know about Good Vibe Squad. Um, you know, and that's something that you and Preston and you guys, uh, you guys help people out there with their digital experience and on leads and lead gen and other things. Um, anything you want to say real quick about those? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, if you guys are, um, yeah, at the end, at the end of the day, here's, here's what I've uh, really learned, right? Um, obviously, uh, at the end of the day, if you have a business and, um, if you cannot spend money, and be able, if I spend $1, if you can't spend $1 and get $1.50 back or get $2 back, you're just not running a true business, right? And this is one, this is this is the ones that, I, that I've personally learned in all of our businesses, right? Where you need to be able to get to a point where you are not just self, like you are not relying on other people on, you know, just like referrals, um, and, and, and don't get me wrong, referrals are great, right? You want to set yourself up to be able to have organic traffic, right? And get the referrals, get the, you know, get the, the ranking for organic, um, leads and organic, um, like business. However, the quickest way, and I would say the most sustainable way to actually scale, right? And I'm talking about scaling is find uh, finding a way to be able to actually spend money and get money back, right? And that's what we're able to do with Good Vibe Squad. Um, that's what we're able to do for for better agency. Um, you know, obviously, you know, we talk about this a lot before Jason, where you know, obviously, uh, for um, f- when you're creating, you know, your systems and automations and the marketing, it's just right now with, with the insure text, like you have to constantly connect you know, making this program, talk to that program, talk to this program. And, you know, it's just complicated, right? And that's what we're able to do with Better Agency. And that's how really Better Agency came about was because we had, we were just like doing like a Frankenstein before. And it's just a huge pain in the butt, you know? Right. Frankenstein. I heard uh, Nicholas mention that the last time we were on the podcast. (laughs) I thought that was an interesting thing. But anyways, hey, um, one more time, where can they reach out and find you? Yeah, so uh, go ahead and go to uh, betteragency.io uh, or goodvibesquad.com and um, you know, uh, follow me in Facebook or follow me in Instagram at McBilly. That's right, man. Hey, dude, dude, McBilly, dude. Hour and eight minutes, bro. I gave you your I gave you your time, and you did dude. not disappoint, dude. dude. You did not disappoint. And I so, appreciate it, man. Dude, no, uh, and dude, thank you for having me, man. Thank you for having no, me. This was great, dude. This was absolutely great. Uh, really do appreciate it. Really, really, really do. Um, so I do what I do. I do it for you. And I do that, loyal listeners, because I, I just want you to know, you know, one of the things that I've realized that I'm doing here unintentionally, very unintentionally, is I believe that um, I didn't realize when I started this agency or these podcasts uh, back in 2020 or in 2013, um, I, I didn't, I wanted to create forward momentum and change in the insurance industry so that we could continue to, um, get more people in here to, uh, to experience what I have experienced and to have the life that I never thought that I would have the point, point blank. That's what it is. What's, what's crazy is, is I've realized there's a side effect of this podcast 
And the side effect is, is we are strengthening the fabric of this industry through relationships. There's people that are going to get to know McBilly from this podcast that just always saw him being the guy that hung out with Preston. There's going to be people who were exposing on this podcast to be able to say, wow, I feel as if I know that person, right? And when we feel as if we know something, we stop anxiety. And the only thing that comes after anxiety is fear. And when we can let down those barriers and we can get to know who people are, that's when we're going to start to fill those relationships. And we're going to start to realize that our differences are actually the same because we're inside the same great industry that this greatest one that God ever created. And don't you forget that. And so I think it's really, really important that that's what I'm doing. When I try to find somebody, I used to always try to find, you know, somebody who was a big name in the industry, somebody that was like really smart that you wanted to listen to. You know, if I wanted a big name, I could get Brent Kelly, Ryan Hanley, and Billy Williams on this thing every damn time, right? But they're limited in the things that they know. They only know what they know. There's things that Billy McBilly gave you today, loyal listeners, that you've never gotten from anybody. But you now feel as if you relate to him more than other people that you know really well in the industry. And that is the goal of this podcast. I do what I do and I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts, tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Cass, he's McBilly, and we are out. Hey, agents, listen to this, listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it, think of it, really. We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, at Virtual Intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.